you know, it looks like it was like a. It's like a comic book. I mean, that's it, you know, it looked yeah, it's like, like a Jabberjaw pulled out of Jabberjaw yeah. with blood. Sure. Yeah. So he picks that, and he gets it up on his um, shoulder, bicep, outside, yeah, whatever the hell yeah. this part of your body's called. <laughs> And it's called your, yeah, it's called your bicep. Your shoulder bicep? That's your shoulder, yeah. Okay. So he he gets it there. Your Uh upper arm, whatever. Yeah. And. I mean, I know there's a technical term, and I guarantee you my wife knows it, but I don't know it, so. It's probably your uh, tibia. No, your your, tibia is your your leg. Your delt lat. Your your deltatoid. Your lateral Deltatoid. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. that the Literate Ape cast is recorded for adults with adult themes and language. If you are easily offended, best to cover your ears. But then why listen to a podcast, dumbass? So, the other day I was at the office and uh, downtown in the Prudential Building. Prue 2, they call it. And I was taking a crap. So I was in the bathroom, taking a crap. In the middle of my crap, the... The light. Were you, re- were, you, were you reading Blinkist? No, no. I was playing solitaire. Okay. And the the fire alarm light starts flashing. There's no alarm sound. There's no audible alarm, but the light is going. And I thought, oh, shit, I, I, I got to go. Because, like, maybe, like, this is real. I need to get out of here. So I, you know, grab the toilet paper and I wipe in my ass, cleaning myself up, trying to get out. And then it stops blinking. I'm like, oh, man. Okay, cool. I relax, and I go back to playing solitaire for a bit more. But then I started thinking, what if there was somebody in the World Trade Center on September 11th, 2001, at the office that morning, taking a morning shit and a big shit, like like too many tacos and way too much beer shit. Yeah, yeah. Morning like- dump. And they're on, they're on like, they're on like the lower floors, you know, they're not like way up in the, and the planes hit and the alarms start going off. And this guy is trying to wipe his ass, get himself clean to get the fuck out of the building. Except again, a lot of tacos the night before, a lot of beer, big, you know, 9am dump. And he's just got mud butt and he cannot get that thing clean. And he's thinking like, well, I heard something, but like, is it real? Like how fast should I, but he's scrambling to get out. And then the towers collapse, and he dies. How do you know that didn't happen? I don't know that didn't happen. I think it's very likely. Because, like, otherwise, if he, if he hadn't been shitting or had such a dirty ass and took too long to clean, he could have gotten out of there just fine. Like, he, he was, like, on the, you know, seventh floor. Or like, he, you know, wasn't that high. Could have exited. would have been fine. So, so why does... So, and this is what you thought of while you were This is what I shit? thought of. Well, I was actually done taking a shit at that point. I was just sitting on the toilet... With playing solitaire with oh, yeah okay. that was like you know 70 percent clean because i yeah, still had to true. finish my solitaire at work at work you don't have a bidet so you can't really uh do the thing you like why don't you bring no. a squirt gun i i was just gonna say i have a squirt gun. <laughs> I bring. just bring a squirt gun and you yeah. can squirt your asshole yeah yeah, yeah. That, that way you, that's that what way i do you feel do you really yeah that's why i always use the the handicap stall because it's bigger so what i do is i put my feet up on the bar, on the wall, so I can get good leverage. Get a nice open spread, and then I take my little squirt gun and shoot my butthole clean. That's the... You're so strange. There's something wrong with you, man. But isn't that, like, a terrible way to die? Like, I mean, not not just, like, in the collapse no, of the World Trade I mean, Center, I, but, like, I mean, with a shitty ass, sort of, like, you're trying to clean your ass well, out and I mean, you can't it's, get out. It's, an, it's sort of an embarrassing and perhaps, you know, like, you, you, if there is a pearly gates, it's not the most dignified way to die, but I don't know if that's a horrible way to die. I mean, I imagine a horrible way to die is accidentally, you know, falling into a hole in the desert and and dying of thirst. I think that's probably a horrible way to die. You know, or or yeah, but at least or, your asshole's clean. But 
we have just a very different perspective. I mean, I, I got to tell you, you know, if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm dying in a hole of starvation and dehydration in the sun in the Nevada sun, yeah. The the last thing I give a shit about is whether or not I've crapped my pants. I mean, it's the oh my last God. thing I'm concerned about. Don, a, if I had if I fell into a hole in the Nevada desert, and I and I had a dirty ass, it's the thing that would keep me alive was the drive to get out and clean my ass. That's it. Really? You wouldn't yeah. like? I, I can't die because Katie will find my you know. I don't know my search engine results. No, I don't care about that. Okay, I mean I don't know. I'm I just, mean it's all it's... all it is is like bidets. It's just you know bidet upgrades. That's my entire search history. Your whole <laughs> nice bidets, nice. J Crew sales, and so really uh, to me, to you the most horrifying <laughs> the the most horrifying. So this what does this say about you? If the thing that is the most horrifying prospect of death is really just about being embarrassed that you had a shitty ass. What does that say about your about how much weight you give both your life and the opinions of other people? Well, my my opinions of other people rest solely on or, how no, clean the, their asses the, are. No, the opinions of other people about you. Because oh. I mean, if to me, to me, if you're if you if if you genuinely that that's the first thought, and I'm you know I mean I know. Well, this isn't about joking. anybody else's thoughts about but me. This, this is, is about me yeah, wanting yeah. to die comfortably. And if I have yeah. poop in my ass, I will not die comfortably. So so why is that the case? Is it because of what people will think of you when they see your dead body, or is it you just don't yeah. like to have shit in your ass, and that's more uncomfortable than death? Yes, shit in my ass is more uncomfortable than death. Wow, one hundred percent. I believe if if hell is a place, I believe then that it is a. Each person's hell is unique to them. It is a customized hell, kind of like in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah, 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 yeah. So mine would be behind the wheel of a car, drowsy, falling asleep, nodding off, trying to stay awake, driving a car, and having a not perfectly clean butthole. Like I shit in a rest stop and couldn't quite get clean because it's a rest stop, and then sat in the car for the next like you know eight hours before i could get to a hotel and clean my ass like that would be my hell eternity of driving drowsy with a shitty ass that's it worst wow. thing so that's worst not thing my hell of. my my hell in college my hell was uh being required to play the string bass that was hell for you yeah dude i got small irish hands my fucking fingers i uh, hated the string bass i had i had to learn it i had to learn it because i was an education major so i yeah. had to take fucking class string bass i hate it with all that's the worst that's all i thought that's what I, I told the teacher i said this is the closest thing to hell as i can imagine is having to fucking play this big bulky goddamn thing and my fingers <laughs> aren't long enough for this goddamn thing i hate it with all my heart and soul and he just thought that was the funniest goddamn thing he'd ever heard and always yeah. gave me hard hard things to practice just because he thought that was so funny. Man. It'd be nice if this at least the soundtrack of my long, drowsy, shitty butt car ride would be you playing the upright bass. So at least like we could well, be together See, in then, hell. You know, that yeah, would be then nice. Yeah, then there's a then there's a whole like now it's starting to become like a like a, a bizarre I don't know, Twilight Zone series. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, Sad, but I'll I, do silver that. linings. Hey, I'll tell you yeah. what. My hell right now is is having to fucking listen to anybody anybody talk about the culture wars about anything. Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know where God you're hearing it, it because since I got off Facebook, it's yeah. been like it's like I moved out to the country. All I hear are crickets chirping, birds singing, animals rustling well, around. The thing is like, I read the, I, I read nothing. the news I, and 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 that's the thing is it's not even Twitter so much cuz I just turn I just go fuck off. But but it's the news. And the thing that's really interesting lately is is uh have you do you follow Glenn Greenwald at all? Follow him? No. I mean I've Okay. I'll I read, read him, but like I don't follow I, him. Yeah, I, okay, well yeah. that's what I mean. I I, I yeah. follow his Substack. Mm -hmm. And uh you know, when you you read it it's like he's I mean they've got they've got some he's got some pretty serious uh serious evidence that indicates that most of the Russia gate that oh. came out during Trump is just complete made up horseshit. It's completely made up. Yeah, I've been hearing that. I, I mean I've heard you know? that and it's so like you got yeah, that. shit really isn't 
Yeah. And 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 then, you know, we already know that Fox News and 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 you know, and you know, the Daily Caller, all the, you know, all these right-wing things are and for that matter, the Wall Street Journal just are just so spun in favor mm-hmm. of a conservative perspective, but you know, I'm watching I'm watching the Virginia you know the 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 returns on that of Virginia gubernatorial election, and yeah. literally, I mean these it's MSNBC, it's CNN, it's the fucking New York Times, and their response to the whole critical race theory is being taught in schools is to go, well, of course, <laughs> critical race theory is not being taught to kindergartners without acknowledging that there is something that is being inspired by that being taught to kindergartners. I mean, it's just like. It's the ultimate gaslighting. And I'm, re- you know, like today, uh, when this comes out on Monday, the hopefully the verdict will already be in, but who knows? I've been following the Rittenhouse because mm. I'm actually less interested in his trial than I am the Aubrey trial. But, uh, you know, it's it, that that seems to be the thing that's popping. And it's really interesting. And I, I, I popped over on Twitter just to see what the squawk was. You know, because I mean, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest with you. I really don't give a shit. I don't care if he's convicted or not. It doesn't make any difference to me. Right. Um, but from what I saw, you know, yeah, the kid should probably shouldn't have been there, but he has every right. He had every right to be there as all the protesters did. Well, I mean, it was yes, he was counter. Much, it was a yeah. counter protest. He had every legitimate few, reason. Just, yeah, sure. Yeah, he and you know, and yeah. they had guns. Well, except and he yeah, had guns. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Is it, it, well, know? then I mean, I mean, everybody, yes, just as much right, right or wrong. Yeah, right or wrong. Do, every, doesn't matter how much the, the, the how idea right, that the idea that right he's is, yeah. more guilty than they are because uh, he was he there. Sh- shot three motherfuckers. <laughs> well, no, but the thing about it is, if you did, you, have <laughs> you followed know. the trial at all? No, I haven't. I really that's haven't. The thing I, is, everybody's I, got the punditry. It's like, oh, look how bad I, this guy. Look, this judge is all against. Well, if you actually read a little bit about that judge, this is what he does for all defendants because yeah. he is a defendant's judge this is what he does he is always halt hard on the prosecution i have and he's caught a little bit of it and i from what i've seen on tv and just just clips but, from what it, i've it, seen the clips are the prosecution doesn't seem to have their shit together oh no the thing it's about like it they're like, like this is an open and closed case why should we prepare it's kind of like what i did in college with well, my no, it, my it, major it class was, i'm like i understand journalism i'm not really going to study and i like did terrible in all my my major classes but did better in Everything else, because yeah. I, I tried harder. You I know, just it was, think it's it was an fascinating. And what's fascinating to me is because if you look at the, if you actually look at some of the court transcripts and like some of the stuff, what you realize is like the guy that he didn't kill, that he shot and injured, mm-hmm. but didn't kill him. Well, when all things went down, he said at the time, "I my hands were up when he shot me." But on trial, on the stand, he admitted, "No, I had pulled my gun on him." Mm. Well, what the fuck do you expect? It doesn't yeah. matter what side of the fence are you. You pull a gun on him and you happen to have an AR-15. I'm fucking shooting you. I mean, what the... Yeah. You, you know, and so... And, and that's not even... Like I said, I don't really care. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. I don't live in... I don't live wherever the fuck they're Kenosha. I don't give a shit. However, what is interesting to me is watching... Because I've, I've spent probably the last 10 years going, Fox News is so skewed. It's all misinformation. It's all bullshit. It's all propaganda. And I'm watching the left, and I'm talking, you know, like organizations that I've really counted on for my news, for, you know, like at least a more balanced approach. And they're just as propagandistic as Fox, just on the other side. And oh, it's yeah. Like, yeah. But I mean, it just so I've been saying obvious. that for years. I've been well, saying you that have, for but it, years. But right now, it is so blatantly obvious. I mean, I can't yeah. even trust NPR anymore. When I saw the headline, Dave Chappelle uses his white privilege, and I was like, "What the what? fuck?" Are, yeah, that's an actual NPR headline. Come on, I look it up, man. Come that was an on. actual NPR headline. Dave Chappelle uses his white privilege. And I was like, "You have got to be fucking kidding me! Really? Is that is that how? I mean, that's like just the ultimate gaslighting. It's just I've never seen anything like it, and it's uh, I'm fu- I'm frustrated. I'm by it. Wow! All right, yeah. Dave Chappelle pun- for Dave Chappelle punchlines or dares his new special, The Closer Goes Too Far. All right, so not in the headline. Oh, is it not in the headline? I just remember reading it, and I was like, "You got to fucking be kidding me." It's but in there, I, I, unless they changed it, because I'm telling you. I don't know. Yeah. 
Anyway, but yes, I mean, the, the point is, you may be wrong in this one. We'll deal with that later. But I no. but the no, point you're I'm trying not. to make is, and I, I agree, and I've been saying this for years, and I get constant annoyed arguments with my wife about it. Um, not my wife. Who's that woman I live with Stacey. that doesn't like me much? Stacy. Uh, Stacy. Yeah. You know, when, I, when she's got NPR on, or MSNBC on, I walk out of the room and I will often roll my eyes or groan or something. You know, I'll make some audible like, ugh, fuck AG. Because it's shit. It's shit. It's echo chamber, confirmation bias, the same as Fox. Uh, it's just, it's crap. I, I just, I'm just like I said. Okay, they changed the headline because the headline, the original, it's Eric Diggins. No, this uh, who is this? Because I'm telling you, I read this. This is Eric Diggins, and uh, the original. I'll have to find it because the original thing was uh, specifically says it said in the headline he used his white privilege. Wow. And I, I mean, I'm, I mean, I saw it, and I was like, "You have got to be kidding me!" Because if you type in white, that thing is, if you pay, type in date, if you type in Chappelle white mm-hmm. privilege, it takes you directly to this article. That's, and, it, and that's and what and I did: it, is I typed in Dave and it, Chappelle and it, uses his and white at privilege. No yeah. point, at no point in the article is does the term white privilege show up, which yeah. means it's in it's in the background, and they they changed it. I'm just well, here, you, here's they, also a, a story from Spiked online. Is Dave Chappelle using white privilege? And is it a response to the NPR thing? Uh, that's what I'm trying to find out. Let's see. Because it's in quotes. Is Dave Chappelle, quote, using white privilege, unquote? Let's see. Oh. Yeah. That, Too often in The Closer, it sounds like Chappelle is using white privilege to excuse his own homophobia and transphobia. An article on NPR's website claims. Okay, see, yeah. I told you it was. They and then they changed. They they changed the headline because they got some flack for it. Hmm. That's exactly what happened. And again, that's wow. just bad journalism. It is. It's terrible and, journalism. And it, it's like it's like wow. You know, it's like I'm just. I I don't know if you read the piece I wrote the other day. I'm no longer going to refer to anybody as woke. They are utopians. You- they are utopians because that's really what they're looking for. They're looking for a utopia and. Ah, and and then I'm not going to refer to the alt right. I'm going to refer to them as the traditionalists because that's really what they don't want change. They're uh, they're utopians too. Well, yeah, it's a different kind. Everybody's a utopian. Not me. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to create. There's no society in your mind that would be like this. Would be how I want things to be. Like your utopia, where like everybody has everything they need. We my don't have utopia to worry about is my utopia is has... really just me by myself because the fact okay. is human beings get involved, and so there is no utopia. And in fact, right. what you find yeah. if, in in the in the move in the history of utopian movements, they are usually fraught with tyranny because utopians really, really believe in their utopia. And if you don't really, really believe it, they want to oust you. I mean, and that's 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 not just it's Christianity. Today. That's, it's that's, it's that's Christians. It's, it's Catholics. It's Jews. It's, yeah. it's all the religions. So, yeah. So yeah. I think uh, you know. I think I think one side of this issue yeah. are traditionalists. They would like to sit with the traditions yeah. that, with this false nostalgia that they have. What, yeah. What tradition? I mean, like, I, I love that. Like when when Trump was running on the Make America Great Again, and I asked a, a person I know. I wouldn't even really call them a friend, but I said, you know, when was America great? And his response was the Reagan years. And so I just like listed all the things where the Reagan years weren't so great. Well, that's the thing is the crack years. It was his version of the Reagan years. And again, that's what I mean. There's a, you know, he was like three years old during the Reagan years. I mean, it's the belief in traditions. It's the belief in that pride, that national pride. Those are traditions. It's that apple pie. It's that, baseball that doesn't you know hire wife beaters and drug abusers you know i mean it's right you know it's, it's i get it i i understand it it it's not realistic and i could refer to myself as a rationalist which of course right. i'm going to you know because to me it's it's about being rational and finding the finding that that in between cuz this culture war stuff is uh is getting it's out of control and i'm it's fucking just, bored with it stupid. i'll just be yeah, honest with you i'm bored with it i'm just fucking bored i'm, and I'm you can't, just I, I feel like, I mean, part of the reason that I've not been following the news super closely lately 
is because even on the straight news, even I'm off I Facebook, know. I don't there, use Twitter. I mean, I'm on it, but I don't use it. But even the straight news is even CBS this morning, like uncomfortable yeah. Sunday morning, CBS Sunday morning news show. Uh, it's like sprinkled in and you oh, can just ever, feel it. And I, ah, I went to the D off. the other day on my, on my getting my steps in. I went to the D, Fremont, Shit. you know. Um, and so I go to the D and I'm like, hey, okay, I'm at the D. I'm going to find a, a machine that nobody, you know, that does this. And I found a Flintstones machine. You know, I'm playing as, you know, and I, well, it's because it's the only like one. Every, like every grown man does, sure. Well, no, but what I do, you know, I've told you this, like yeah. I, I play with $20 and yeah. the, the key is to find that one single machine on the entire floor that there's not another. Because usually there's like 70 buffaloes. Yeah. And then, you know, they've got all, you know, they're all like prosperity quiz, all this shit. If you find the one machine, it's the only one on the floor. I know from having been an ops manager, that means that either that is one they're trying out to mm. see how it goes or mm-hmm. one they're retiring. Either way, they're either milking the juice or they're going to make it a little sexier. So it's probably the likelihood that that's going to pay out a little bit better it's than your the average loosest. machine. It's good. Yeah, yeah it's loose. Okay. So I find I find the Flintstones. I put it in there. I, I load up my pipe. I start smoking my pipe. And just from around the corner, I hear... Well, you don't see pipes every day. And mm. I look around, just kind of look around, and there's, you know, hugely fat white guy, you know, older, which now yeah. I'm an older white guy. Um, so I guess. But no but, longer uh, hugely fat. That's true. He's wearing uh, like a, a, vel- a golden Vikings, you know, or a Vikings, you know, Vegas uh, Knights. Vegas golden Knights. Knights. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Golden Knights. Um, hat. So I'm, you know, I know at least I'm, I'm assuming he's local. He doesn't look like a tourist. Then I do my pat. Oh, yeah. Well, I used to smoke cigarettes. Now I smoke a pipe. And <laughs> used to be people would look at me because it smelled bad. Now they look at me because I smell like their grandpa. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, it's just like this is just my pat answer, you know, when I get that. And yeah. it gets a laugh. And uh, and so I'm done, right? He laughs. And I, I kind of go back to playing the Flintstones. And all of a sudden he's like, I can't even go into the sports book anymore. Why? Like, I don't. I didn't come here to have a conversation. But you know uh, what? I'm not going to be a dick. I'm not. You know, I'm yeah, not going to be a dick. Yeah. So I said, "Well, why can't you go? You know, I'll buy, I, why? Why can't you go to the sports book?" Because you know, it's also fucking. It's racialness, and it's it's about the fucking <laughs> cancel culture. And he just starts kind of going off, and and I'm like, I I don't want to have this conversation with you. I mm-hmm. I, I don't want to have this. Colin Kaepernick compares football camp to slavery blah 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 and i'm like yeah but it's just sports right oh and he gets up and leaves Mm -hmm. because i was like i'm I'm not first of all i don't give two shits about sports i just don't but number two i don't want to have this conversation with you about fucking sports i don't right now right now yeah ever ever in my life yeah but specifically, like, and it's like you can't escape. You know, I, I read somewhere that we are you know, as polarized now as we were in the Civil War, mm-hmm. and you know, and that means that we're, you know, we might be heading for a civil war. And you know what? I'm fucking Switzerland. I just fucking fight it out in the streets. Leave me the fuck alone. I don't, I'm not. I don't have a dog in this fight, man. Yeah, I. I don't know. You know, a good, way to, a good way to get rid of anybody, to sh- chase anybody off who's bugging you like that, who wants to start a conversation with you that you don't want, is just say, hey, man, look, I'm just trying to get my steps in. And any person with half a brain will turn around and flee because nobody wants to talk to an asshole that's trying to get their steps in. No, you don't, no, the people like that. People actually like that. It's good. It's a good thing. People, people who are those get people, and they people they will not be a part shape. of my utopia. People, people, people want to get in shape. They want to. They want to. They want to. They want to walk. Then go and it's for a, good a way walk. Of keeping, go for it's a, a good, run. It's a no. It's a good way of keeping track of of metrics. It's it, you know you get a supercomputer in your fucking no. pocket, yeah. so you might as well use it for yes. something. And you know how track. I use mine? Mileage. Mileage. It's my running app. Mileage. Done. Boom. Look at that. I don't yeah. have to know anybody. I can say, I yeah, I ran you know seven miles this morning. I ran seven hundred thirty-five thousand steps. 
What? What does that it's even mean? It's just a way. It's the dude. A step is no different than a mile. It is a measure of. It's a unit of measure. It's a unit of fucking measure. No, you don't a like foot it, is a unit of measure. A, a fuck... step is a dude. Is a unit. Okay. Is a vehicle right. of transportation. Dude, dude, the guy, the guy who who rides in daddy's sailboat doesn't get to lecture me about what I use my 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 feet for. Hold on. <laughs> The boat is in my name. <laughs> I take care of it. I named it. Who, who paid for it? Well, Dad bought the thing, but I've paid for... Done! That's the insurance all and all that other shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. The all slip. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, tell me about that. Tell me about and that, I don't, Daddy's I boy. don't ride the boat. I captain the boat. Good. You captain the boat and I walk my fucking steps. What's your issue? Ugh. Because <laughs> it's like saying, snob. Oh, I'm gonna, I'll be at the boat today. I'm going to go get my wind in. What? No. I'm going to go for a fucking sail. Dude, I'm going to just try it with me. Dude, I'm going to go for you, a walk. You, dude, you got a fucking sailboat fucking tattoo. So don't I didn't get it. Nah. It's not a sailboat precious, tattoo. Oh, you precious queen. You got a fucking <laughs> sailboat goddamn tattoo. So don't give me any shit about my steps. Hang on. This is this is an <laughs> auditory uh, experience. So it, let's be clear. Did I get a nautical tattoo? Yes. Did I get a sailboat tattoo? No. It is a wheel and anchor. Are and you in has, the Navy? Oh, was, oh, that's right. It's it's based on your time in the Navy because yes. you were in the fucking Navy. No, it's for my grandfather who was in the Navy. And he hated tattoos and fuck that guy. Well, then it's what a tribute. Yeah, right? It is a nice tattoo. So what I'd made like, you I'd decide... I'd like to see them bury me in a Jewish cemetery now, you what sons you, of bitches. What, 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 made you, what made you get a tattoo and why isn't it like a tribal thing on your thigh so that you can have an Instagram page? <laughs> That's a really great question, Don. I'm glad you asked it. Uh, well, <laughs> so I can have an Instagram page. It's have you like, seen Instagram ever? It's yeah, just peppered I, with like broads that just have like these, they're, they're, yeah. like, they're fully no, tattooed, I, walking around in bikinis. I'm like, I'm not a is big this what fan of leg tattoos. Yeah, I'm not why a big fan of leg tattoos. I don't know why. I just, wh why. I, just I, I don't know. It's not my thing. It's like um, suicide girls suddenly main, went mainstream, and then and then you got all cool these anymore. fucking bros. You get all these fucking bros with all their tribal tattoos. They don't even know what they mean. So I'm curious. What I like to think about is all the the women who in the late '90s, early 2000s to mid 2000s, when like when tramp stamps were a thing. Oh yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah, I want to know what those women who are in their 40s, 50s, now. What do those look like at a part of your body that gets destroyed when you have kids and as age, age comes in hey, and weight you know settles what? in? You know. The thing is, I've got 10 tattoos. I like every one of my tattoos. Yes, I will admit, and I didn't think about this when I was getting my tattoos, but I decided I wanted to go with authors, like, like sentiments that really meant something during the yeah. year. Um, and... Uh, I have one by a woman that is Dana's, you know, mm -hmm. she, she wrote a, a line of poetry, but the rest of them are, uh, I, I mean, it's, it, it, it's sort of like, uh, it, it's, you know, it's Hunter S. Thompson and Jack <laughs> Kerouac and David Foster Wallace and Bukowski. I mean, I'm like, I'm like a white guy, white supremacist, wet dream in terms of my fucking tattoos. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, have these I, guys. The only, the only, the only white guy, like white male, white artist that you're missing on your arm is a quote from dave Chappelle, like complete, yeah because of his you know, completed. Yeah. yeah of course yeah yeah exactly no i mean why did i get the tattoo well you know when when i got my first tattoo the eddie tattoo with you when you yep. got the littered ape tattoo and we actually have uh we actually have uh audio and there's one, audio for I, that yeah it's like it's like it's like episode 41 or something but it's like yeah it's audio of you getting they the tattoo. say that like once you get a tattoo it's like you you, it's it's a gateway. Like you're just oh, I, that's, off that, that and was my experience. That was my experience, because I had to say birthdays this, for a while because otherwise I'd have gotten them every week. Yeah, yeah. Well, this this Eddie tattoo is pretty small and quick. It's really basic. But before he was even halfway done with it, I was already like, I I'm getting another one. What I'm am I going to get? I started one. thinking yeah. about it. So 
I finally got the wheel and anchor because I used to wear a wheel and anchor necklace. And yeah, there's the nautical theme because like I like boats and I like the water. And, oh, wait, wait a minute. Okay, hold but, on. I just hold on. I gotta back you up a second. Yeah. You, me, have the fucking cojones to give me shit about my steps, and you used to wear a necklace. Yeah. You never wore a necklace. No, because I'm a man. I don't What's wear on a your necklace because right I'm a dude. What's on your wrist Absolutely right now? Absolutely nothing. What's on the other wrist? Absolutely nothing. What has often been on your wrists? Watch. Bracelets. Oh, what, what, what? Oh, but bracelets are cool. Necklaces? What, kind, what are you from? What are you from 1975? Are you, are you a disco dancer? David, are you maybe, a disco dancer? Maybe I always wanted to be. Yeah, maybe okay. Maybe I am. Yeah, you you. Wait a minute. So you wear necklaces and you have a well, nautical tattoo, but you were never in the navy. I now know who you are, and you need to be singing in the navy because I. Well, I stopped wearing the necklace, which well, is what inspired God the tattoo that. because that's, I like well, the symbolism. That's because you needed to get your steps in. I got it. I like. Yeah, it was weighing me down. Yeah, uh, no, I like the symbolism of the neck. You know, the wheel and anchor. This idea of. Um, you know, the, the wheel, like, always be out on an adventure, going places, seeking adventure, but the anchor yeah. of don't lose yourself in, in the adventure. Don't, don't get lost at sea, go. but be yeah. adventurous and be at sea is kind of... So it's not the literal... It's no, both literal is, I'm just and, giving you shit because you were hammering yeah, me about my steps. Well, but, but that's I, a good I reason to hammer it's somebody. A really nice, it's a really nice tattoo. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, yeah. think, I think it's nice. And what's your wife think of it? Uh, what Stacy think of it first? Not your wife, not Katie. What does Stacy think of it? Uh, I think she's fine with it. Um, she did see the other day. Like, I mean, it still looks. She said it's bigger than I thought it would be, but she said the same thing about the Eddie tattoo. Okay, all right. So you know, it's new. I mean, it still like looks. It's a week yeah, it's old gorgeous. At the time of yeah, this recording, yeah, so it the, still looks where'd very. Where you get new. it done? Because the shading is really nice. Yeah, I got it done at um, uh, Tattoo Factory. On Broadway okay, yeah. and Montrose. Okay. Um, yeah, I never had David, to do one. David Double D Dylan did it for me. Yeah, really there cool guy. Um, but yeah, she, you know, it, it, it still looks like it might be a fake tattoo because it's still so fresh. And I'm, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, it it's glistening because I've got it covered in Aquaphor and all that. Um, but yeah, I think Stacy likes it. She was, the other day, she was like, yeah, I got a good look at it. Like from, you were just like walking. And she could see it from behind. She's like, and it looked like it belongs there. It's like, okay, that's so what's nice. Ka- so what's Katie think of it? Uh, she's probably indifferent to it. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. I mean, you know, that and works. I run it by her, like, because look, she's like, well, it's your body, your choice. And I go, yeah, la, 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 la. but you have to live with it every single day, too. So I'm trying yeah. to be inclusive here. Exactly. If you're you going to make a big alteration to your body, I would like at least the opportunity at to At least a heads up. An opinion, yeah. Yeah. Um... Harry likes it. Harry yeah, walked oh, up to me the other night and he goes, he goes, hey, Daddy, I like your new tattoo. It's got a steering wheel on it. And then he grabbed my arm and started to drive my arm. Well, like, there you go. You know, just know, know that by the yeah, time no. he's... You understand when he's eight years old, that's going to be something eight-year-olds get. Is Because I remember when, when I was a shit. I don't remember when I got... I noticed I, 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 I'd gotten multiple earrings this is i think in like late high school or early college i got a bunch yeah. of earrings and uh and i had one that was like you know i would wear the earrings that hang down to your shoulder i mean these huge fucking ridiculous earrings jesus and i Christ, loved them don don't oh, yeah, give me shit late. about a necklace a little with yeah i know i know i just like i was that was the dangly earrings the 80s. you know big dangly fucking earrings feathers i mean yes and in your defense though and, the 80s. <laughs> yeah, it was the so, 80s, man. Totally, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But I stopped for a long time. I stopped wearing earrings when I saw like a five-year-old fucking kid with an earring. And I went, <laughs> well, I guess it's not as rebellious as I thought it was because yeah. fuck off, you know? Yeah. And it's like, all right, you know? And that's that's sort of how I feel about tattoos now when I see like 17-year-old kids walking around with fucking full sleeves. I'm like, well, boy, do I feel like a lame I mean, let's be serious here. Me. I now have two tattoos. One is a a wheel and anchor. Two things I have on my own sailboat, and, and my and a puppy. Yeah. Like, and you know, I joke with people that you know, 
I lived in Wicker Park both when it was still kind of gritty, when there were still pods of prostitutes up and down North Avenue it's over at oh, Six yeah. Corners. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was still a little gritty, but the gentrification was on its well on its way. And by the time we left, by the time we moved out of Wicker Park, you know, I was one of the baddest motherfuckers in town with my, you know, black yeah, Levi's your, jeans and my puppy tattoo. And your puppy dog <laughs> tattoo. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's like, it's ridiculous. But, but no, I think that, and of course, I mean, let's just finish this thought too. So as, as he's doing, as Double D is doing the, the Wheel and Anchor, I'm already thinking about the next two or three tattoo ideas that I have. Yeah. And yeah. how quickly I should get them, where they're going to go on the arm. Anyway, uh, I, the thing about tattoos is that like we we all get really annoyed at bumper stickers. Everybody hates cars with bumper stickers. Like, I don't give a fuck about your opinion or your honor roll kid or your Eagle Scout or go fuck yourself. But I really don't. Are, I really don't what, think that. But okay. What are tattoos? But if not permanent bumper stickers. Well, it depends. It depends. I mean, the thing about it is it depends on, because bumper stickers are, I'm trying to say something to people on the road and tattoos, at least some of them are, can be more subtle. Them, they're a little more, they're a little more abstract. I mean, yeah, abstract, the thing about yeah, it is minor, yeah. minor, minor, minor all like quotes, you know, buy the ticket, take the ride. This is water. If you don't know, if you don't know David Foster Wallace and you don't know this is water, this means nothing. Right. And that's okay. It means something to me, and that's why I got it. So all my mm-hmm. tattoos mean something to me. Um, you know, like if you you know you look at uh, Yorick, you know mm-hmm. Yorick's on there. And the thing about it is, I don't even think about it because I know when I'm in the gym and I'm working out, people can see that tattoo. Yeah, I don't know what they think about it because I don't fucking care. But yeah. I'm sure people go, oh, because it's a cool looking tattoo. But if mm-hmm. you don't know what Yorick is to me, then you don't you don't get it. Right. That's okay. It's not important. I don't. I mean, the thing about it is, I make fun of like, oh, here are these bros with their tribal tattoos. I don't know dick about tribal tattoos because maybe they do right. know. Maybe they've got a whole like they've got it down. They did the research. They found the exact right t- tribal tattoo. They didn't just go, I want what the Rock has. Right. You know, like I, you know, they didn't go just, hey, have you seen Dwayne Johnson's arm? That's what I want mine that's to look want, like. And yeah. they go, well, a tattoo's not going to help you, skinny dude. You're going to have to fucking work out. But I'll do the tattoo. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have really done the research because what the fuck do I know? And they right. don't care what I think, and I'm fine with that. Well, the first time that I was in a tattoo parlor was my freshman year in college. It was, I think, the first week in college. So I'm in Las Vegas. Um a bunch of us on our dorm floor were all hanging out and one of the guys, this guy, Andy was like, I'm getting a tattoo. Who's coming with me. So we, we jump in some cars and we head down to from, we were living on campus at UNLV. We head down to some tattoo parlor on the North strip, like in the, sh- in the shadow of the stratosphere. And this is back in 1997. Okay. I don't even know yeah, if the place yeah, is right, still I, there, I, I, but probably. Probably. Yeah. It may or may not be there, but over, over by the chapel of the bells. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where Dana and I got married. Yeah. 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 So we, we walk in and, you know, there's all the, like that, the stock photography, clip art, tattoo shit on the, the wall. Fla- and the, yeah, the, the flash. Books and the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so Andy's looking through some books and he comes across this, this illustrated cartoony shark. That's this great white shark that's thrashing out of the water and there's blood, you know, spraying off of its jagged teeth and it's very very active very violent and it's you know it looks like it was like a it's like a comic book i mean that's it you know it looked yeah, it's like, like a jabber jaw pulled out of, jabber yeah. jaw with blood sure yeah so he picks that and he gets it up on his um shoulder bicep outside yeah, whatever the hell yeah. this part of your body's called <laughs> So and it's called your yeah, it's called your bicep. Your shoulder bicep. Your sho- that's your shoulder, yeah. Okay. So he so he gets it there. Your uh-huh. upper arm, whatever. Yeah. And I mean I know there's so, a technical term and I guarantee t- yeah. you my wife knows it, but I don't know it. So it's probably your uh tibia. No, your, be your tibia is your, your leg. Your delt lat. Your delt your deltatoid. Le- your what? lateral deltatoid okay it's a deltatoid sure 
Sure. So All he, right. we'll he gets go with that. he gets we'll the shark. He gets we'll the shark up, put on his We'll look up toy. the NPR headline, but not look up your fucking Delta toy. <laughs> okay, I got it. I, I'm, I'm on. I understand what's important to us. Well, I think because this the, your shoulder being called a Delta toid is more believable than the fact that NPR accused Dave Chappelle of white privilege. One would think so. Insane. Wouldn't wouldn't one? One that's would think that would be a little outside the box. Yeah, I know. So he gets a shark tattoo, and as you know, the the they finish up and they put the you know the plastic over it, and he's putting himself back together. And I said, Andy, why did you pick that tattoo? And he looks at me all serious because to me, like I'm watching him pick this thing out, and the whole time I'm thinking, yeah, he's taking Jesus it Christ, like, what yeah. of these things would I put on my body forever? You know, yeah, nothing's and resonating he's decided with me. To put this one on his and body he forever, just sure. picked it out. Yeah, and I said, what is it about that tattoo? Why did you pick that shark? And he looks at me real serious, real seriously. Well, thing is, Dave, when I think of myself, you know, I think of a shark. And it took everything I had not to laugh in his face. Like, I barely knew this guy, but I knew that that was fucking bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. When I think of myself, I think of a shark. Shut the fuck up. So fast forward seven years or so. Uh, Andy and I move out of the dorms. We lose contact. But I always told this story because it's just such a f- weird, funny thing it's, to Well, me. it's just a funny... Yeah, that's a funny you That's know. a funny tag. So I run into him at a bar. And I was like, bro... And we're both hammered. So, bro, oh my God. Shark! Yeah, and I was like, hey, I got to ask you. Really? That shark tattoo. And he's like, oh, I fucking tell this fuck, story man. to everybody because you're a doofus yeah. in everybody's mind. Yeah. It's basically what it was. He's like, oh, fuck, man. I know. And I was like, like, really? Why did you get it? He goes, um, I don't know. I, it was stupid. Um, but, I, but I fixed it. And he takes his jacket up and his shirt off. And I don't remember what he had turned it into, but the shark was completely gone. It was something totally yeah. new that was, I think, more abstract than a fucking cartoon shark. But... You know, it obviously took up more of his Delta toy. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. To, to cover it up. His but Delta like, toy was covered, sure. Just, you know, seven years later, he was like, yeah, that was the <laughs> dumbest goddamn thing I ever did. <laughs> oh, you know. Well, it's like I sent you, what was the, uh, what was the, uh, when you were saying that tattoos were classy. Oh, And I sent yeah. you the, the picture of the, uh, don't let the past make your misspelled decisions misspelled for misspelled today and yeah. it's the entire fucking arm it's like man jesus and i and i have seen in public i mean not that not one quite that bad but i have seen tattoos that are misspelled or have bad grammar i've seen them Ooh. in real in like in 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 nature and i'm like yeah. oh and i don't want to say anything cuz there's very good chance they know and they yeah. just haven't they just haven't done anything about it, but it's like, it's like oh, oh your God. kid is ugly. Uh, yeah, I know, dude. Can we just not? Can we just not? Because I already <laughs> got it, and I've been, yeah, I've, I've already, I've already had my my English teacher jump my ass for this one, so or whatever. Yeah, right. that, 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 I think, uh, I think that's, yeah, that's. Are you gonna get? Like, any, you've got ten tattoos. Are you planning on uh, getting any more? Because you haven't actually, had one I take since... that back. I have eleven tattoos because I've got the one that Dana had designed on my shoulder, on my back. Oh shit! I totally forgot about that one. Yeah, I know, because, you know, it's, I don't see it, so I don't think about it very often. I totally forgot about that one. And not the best experience It was not a good experience. You. It was not a good experience, and it wasn't a good experience for her because the guy quoted her a price, and then because he took so fucking long to do it badly, charged <laughs> her like three or four times, <laughs> three or four times what he said he was going to charge her, and then we went back so he would fix it. And he did fix it. So it's like, you know, it's like, all right, there you go. But I mean, it, it was like, I was on that fucking table for like five hours. Oh, God. And and when Dana finally saw it, she was like, oh. And so she took a picture of it. So I look at it and I went, what the fuck is the retarded flipper boy doing on there? And Ugh. and then, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was, it was, it was bad. You know, it was, it was like a baby on a half shell, except he went with a little boy in a uniform and it looked like, Donald Trump, like a like a baby <laughs> Donald Trump, with with like like a deformed hand, and it was just like, yeah, I, yeah. that's not, I'm not, you know, I don't have to see it, but I don't want anybody to see that shit. And then he fixed it. Yeah. He did. It's kid's still in a uniform, but he's not blonde. Doesn't look like Donald Trump. 
uh, doesn't quite look, you know, like he's got Down syndrome anymore and his hand is sort of fixed. So it's like, all right, that all works. How bad did did your tat did that last tattoo itch? Because I don't remember this. The wheel and anchor was itch. The last three days have been it itched. Hell. Yeah, the, the one on the one on my well, that was the thing is that's why I got. I've shown you my uh, my my blue cactus scratcher, right? Yeah, yeah, I got that. That's why I got the blue cactus scratchers because that tattoo was killing me. Uh, and I wanted something to I wanted something to scratch it, and I didn't get it. That was the thing is that it was it was Amazon. So by the time I got it, it didn't it wasn't itch anymore. But I was like like a like a fucking bear like a up bear. against a tree, yeah, yeah, yeah. like rubbing up against the wall, going ah, 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 ah. yeah. Like so. I am when it comes to to itches, I am a wimp. Like the pain of the, you know the discomfort of a tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Bring yeah. it on. It's the yeah, scr- it's no big deal. I, not yeah. scratching it away is what kills me. I. Ugh. So, but it's better now because it's been a week and it's, it's healing up nice and it's settling in and looking like it belongs. So maybe. So what's the next one? A shark? Uh, obviously right on my Delta, Delta toid. What do you see? All right. That's the question. When you no, think actually... of yourself. <laughs> let's, I want yeah, that yeah. question. Yeah. When you think of yourself, hmm. what do you see? That you could tattoo on your arm. Yeah. I'm, on your I'm, deltatoid. When you think of yourself, what do you see? Because that is the craziest answer ever. I, I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know like what. I see, mean, I got like, Yorick. Like, Yorick. Yeah. Yorick is what I, when I think of myself, I think of a fucking chimp. You know, Sitting maybe. on a stack of books, the contemplating death. It's like, okay, there you go. Maybe it's. Maybe it's the wheel and anchor. Maybe that's what it is. Like, yeah. Adventure, adventure, adventure. Go, go, go. Do try everything. Go, go out there. But don't get lost. Or is the anchor at times has it held me back from going on the adventures that I really wanted to go on? I mean, that's that's what all of this means. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is a watch. This being the Litter Day podcast. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm's back on HBO. No, you don't. You're sh- Don's shaking his head. I, I, I haven't watched. I've watched half an episode, said I hate this with all my fucking heart and soul, and will not watch it. Like this season or the show? Any, any, the show. Oh. I don't like the show. Really? It's just so self-consciously, they're trying so hard to be funny. I just, I just, it's just not funny to me. <laughs> All right, They're trying well. too fucking hard. They're trying. It's like it. This is Curb Your Enthusiasm is as funny to me as 1980s Saturday Night Live was. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. All My right. first thing is a listen. <laughs> um, it is uh, the Megan Dom. She's uh, an essayist. I really like. She has a, a podcast called The Unspeakable Podcast. And uh, the latest, her latest uh, one, I really, really liked it. Uh, it was Megan Dom and comedian Jamie Kilstein. And the the topic was, is nuance a career killer? Because basically Kil- Kilstein, K- Kilstein has been canceled by the left and he's been canceled by the right. Damn, good job, buddy. Well, exactly. Good and so, job. And, and so it's a really interesting, uh, I mean, it's a, a, a genuinely interesting, he was canceled I mean, on Al the left. that's Al Franken. Al Franken did that. I know. And so it was like, that's he's, he's very, it's like I said, and, and the two of them are really, they've got a lot of like chemistry and, and a couple times during the podcast, it's like, why don't we hang out? You know, you can tell mm-hmm. that they're just like, they get each other. It's a yeah. very funny, it's the unspeakable podcast, the latest one with Jimmy, uh, Jamie Kilstein. Okay. My next thing is also a, a listen, and it's also a podcast. It is, uh, it's called Bad Friends with Andrew Santino and Bobby Lee. Okay, and I like Bobby Lee. Yeah, Bobby. I don't know who Andrew Santino is, a, a comedian, but I, I assume yeah. they're very funny. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny. They're just Fuck funny. It. I don't know. Yeah, listen. they're just funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My second thing is a watch. It is on Netflix. Um, I've been writing a, a Western and Dana, Dana fucking wrote her. We're going to talk about that next time. She fucking, she, you know, we've, we've both been commissioned by Jarrett Keene to write a 
5,000 to 7,000 word short story that's sort of like a weird Western, sort mm-hmm. of like Bone Tomahawk or The Revenant, that kind of thing, right? And uh, so I've been working on mine, and I told you a little bit about it earlier, but she had just kind of been sitting there fretting it, thinking about it, thinking about it, fretting it, and then in two days, fucking slams together 5,000 words. She has me read it. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. God damn it. You know, uh, but... Dana does that. that. She does that. My research has to been to watch a lot of Westerns. I watched Deadwood. There is a Western on uh, Netflix that just came out called The Harder They Fall, written yeah. and directed by James Samuel, starring Idris Elba. Um, I Regina mean, this, King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, Zazu Beats. And like a um, lot of actors that I didn't know their, I couldn't remember their names, but like, I'm like, where is that person it, from? And What's wonderful it, about it is, this is what I love about it the most, is yeah, it so is, good. it's almost, it, it is almost an entirely black cast. They are all yeah. characters from history. So all of these mm-hmm. characters were did exist. They were black. And quite frankly, the fact that they're black has nothing to do with the story. It has nothing to do Hardly with... Hardly at all. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not a whole... I mean, very, there is one, and it is the funniest, there is one moment where the the main character has to go rob a, a bank in a white town. Oh, and God. It, and, they, and they use the title card, In a White Town. And that yeah. is and that is funny as shit. And the whole town, the buildings are white, the clothes they wear are white. It, the just dirt very, is white. Yeah, like is it's, white. And it's just like the horses oh, are white. The horses. And it was very so funny. funny to me. It was yeah. really funny. It's a really good movie, The Harder They Fall. I and, and it's one of those that and I've noticed this sort of like uh Black Lives Matter. Um, white people really got into it when, when it, when it, when they were pent up and, and all pandemic, but now that they don't have to worry about it so much, they don't seem <laughs> to give a shit. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I notice about movies, uh, especially on Netflix that have like, that are either, either black casts or they are, uh, about the black experience or it's a black director. It's like they get these big, Oh, Hey, Oh my God, this is great. And then all of a sudden it's gone. Mm-hmm. And nobody's watching it, and it's not in the top ten, and it's like, fuck you. And so, I mean, it's thing. In fact, I read about this, didn't realize. I mean, it was on my reminders. Yeah, I got it on my reminder. I had other stuff to do, and then I suddenly looked on it, and I couldn't find it. It wasn't mm-hmm. in the top ten. I literally had to type in the search bar, which you rarely have to do with Netflix. Yeah, harder they fall to find it. I'm like motherfucker, and it is. Awesome. So it's if so you good. have Netflix, you yeah. like Westerns at all, I'm just going to say, go to Netflix, type in The Harder They Fall, watch this movie, you will not be disappointed. The Harder They Fall is the movie Quentin, Tin- Quentin Tarantino always wanted to make. Oh, I think so. Because it's entirely cast It's not as well people. written. It's not as well <laughs> written as something he would write. But yes, yes, they're all actually black and not yeah. just Quentin Tarantino saying the N-word. Right. Yeah. Uh, my third thing is another watch, also on Netflix. And I cannot endorse this enough. This may be the most sincere, other than buy my book or buy Don's book or donate to Gilda's Club. This may be the most sincere th- six things that I've ever done in the 207 episodes we've done of this podcast. Okay, I'm ready. It's a watch on Netflix. He-Man Revelation. <laughs> I am here. With yeah, a my lot of He-Man people don't right now. The thing is, a lot of people that listen <laughs> to this podcast because we haven't really gotten into this, and maybe we need to have an episode where we really deep dive into your fetishization of He-Man. It is, but but Mister Hemmel <laughs> loves his fucking He-Man. He is I so do. into I this. I really do. And he's, is that the one Jarrett got you? This is the one Jarrett, yeah. This yeah, is the one yeah, Jarrett got yeah. me. It's a Battle little Cats over there. I've got, and now Harry and I, when we wrestle, it used to be like he was Thor and I was Heller yeah. and Goblin. He was Spider Man, whatever. He's, now he's He Man and I'm Skeletor. Or he makes okay. me Battle Cat and he rides me around the basement. Do you do that? Do you do that, that really obnoxious girly voice that Skeletor has? Uh, no, I can't really do it because. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah. legendary though, and I can't remember the actor's name, the voice actor's name, but it's iconic. That laugh is iconic in I, 
in my I never dumb watched little it. He-Man. Oh god. Yeah, I mean you I were a little too it. old for it. Yeah, I was yeah, I was an adult I guess, at that point. So in eighty two, how old were you in eighty two? Well, that's yeah, the thing is, I wasn't in it. If it was eighty-two, I was a sophomore, so I was uh, yeah, I was I was like sixteen. Yeah, I was maybe three. a little too old for cartoons at that. Point, I was so. I was Harry's age when He Man came out. Like okay, right now, there you go. So you're way into it. But here's the, here's the cool thing. So this is a Kevin Smith produced. Oh, he's that's a right. It yeah, is he's executive right. producer. He, that's that's right. So it's in the right hands because Kevin Smith is a big. Big child and a, he's and a the comic best. book nerd, and you know he's the most creative nerd you're ever going to meet. But what's really cool about it is that it it's a there have been other He Man cartoons through the years, but this one picks up. I, I can't. It's hard to say like where the original series left off because it didn't really. They were just you know individual episodes of dumb shit happening with monsters or whatever. But this creates a story out of the 1980s cartoon, and. It, the first episode, He-Man and Skeletor die. So we pick up then years later, and it like it Sarah Mich- and it's cast so well. Sarah Michelle Geller is Tila, um, Stephen Root is Cringer and Battle Cat. Um, who else is in it? Um, Jason Mewes, silent, you know from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. T- but it's and and they find a way to like bring in all like the random toys, so it's like it it does a great job of like nerd fan service, as well as like telling a really good story where Tila's the center of it right now. I just it's, had it's the best, really good. I just had the best revelation, and then I'll move on to my final. thing. Oh, that's thing, perfect. Is that is that I just had the best revelation is now I know because this is the first time we've really had any kind of discussion about He-Man. <laughs> I now know what my wife. <laughs> feels like when I'm trying to describe the plot of a Marvel film. Oh, like I'm really okay. excited about it, but none of it makes. And I don't know who Teal is. I don't know what a Battle Cat is. Oh, but bro. you're so enthusiastic Shit. about it, right? Yeah. And so I was like, I think I understand for the first time what it is to be my wife while I'm going off on some fucking arcane goddamn Marvel <laughs> goddamn thing. It's like, oh, that's what she feels like. She she's noticing my enthusiasm. She has love for me, so she lets me do it. But yeah, it doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense, and who cares? I get it. This is really good. This is good. It's, now we got a heat. Maybe maybe this is the next tattoo, is I just get like... He-Man, He-Man trying to He-Man's, flip me off? He-Man's page boy haircut on my Deltatoid. Oh, Christ. Like just my a disembodied third and He-Man final thing haircut. is uh, Barry Weiss is... She used to be on the, uh, in the, uh, on the New York Times. She's got a Substack now and a, a podcast. She is... Frequently a bit more right-wing than I prefer, but on certain issues, she's right in the in the middle, very, very centrist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I tend to, depending on who her guests are, that kind of thing, I listen to the Honestly podcast. It's Honestly. The latest one I found quite interesting. It's called Can Andrew Yang Fix Our Two-Party Dumpster Fire? <laughs> and I always and I liked Andrew Yang when he was running for office in uh, 2020. 2020, yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I I'll be honest with you, I would have voted for him. He has tried since failed that and failed to win the mayoral uh, the uh, contest in New York. Yeah. Um, but what he's now doing is he's starting a third party, and he's calling it the Forward Party. And uh, I got to be honest with you, if that has any traction at all um that's what i'm going to vote for that's what i'm joining um and my favorite piece of information that he threw out there because the guy's just he's down to earth for you know millionaire whatever billionaire but (laughs) guess 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 who he wants guess who he wants not that's the thing is i live she says so 2024 who do you who do you see as the face of the forward party who do you see as the presidential candidate for the forward party you and he was like, no, I mean, I could be up there, but no, that's not who. That's not who. I, guess who's and guess who's going to do it? Because he's already said he's going to do it. Al Franken, Mark Cuban. Shut up. And I'm fucking voting for Mark fucking Cuban because he's rad. That's a reality TV star that I can go. Yeah, he's got his head on his shoulders. He's a badass. Uh, okay, I, 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 I don't, I don't care. 
I don't fucking forward care. party. Anyway, listen to listen to the Honestly podcast. Can Andrew Yang fix our two party dumpster fire? Because it is really interesting. He's got some good historical information about why, why Washington and Adams really hated the idea of a duopoly party mm-hmm. and how it was never intended to be that way. And how we're so fucked. In, and, the, and what I loved about the way his perspective is, is that everybody has failed. And so everybody says it can never be done. And his perspective is that is exactly why it needs to happen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you know what? I'm down with that. I like that. That's one of my what favorite. Is this, uh, what is this podcast called again? It's called Honestly. Honestly. Like, I'm going to honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Honestly. Um, and it's Barry Weiss. It's, it's, it, you know, she gets some really interesting people in there. What, like, uh, talking about the critical race theory, she ended up getting a guy that was 100% in favor of critical race theory and a guy that is a doc, you know, like a, like a PhD against it and basically had them both on to talk about these two, you know, this issue. Mm. And it was a really instructive, it's like two hours, but I was glued because they both wow. had amazingly interesting things to say from two people who are expert. So that's, if there's anything I like about Barry is that she doesn't shy away from the big brains. And Mm -hmm. I, I like my big, I like listening to the big brains. Yeah. You know, that's just my thing. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's all I got. That's the show. Get a tattoo and go watch He-Man with, and, and ice that Deltatoid. Deltatoid. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.